important um, for us to note that at any time anything goes wrong, first of all, we've always seen that God works everything together for our good. Satan cannot come near us without the permission of God. But when he comes, he comes with his awful, awful, uh, awful um, presence. Just like how when God comes, there's this glorious presence, this, this beauty to it, this peace to it, this joy to it. When Satan comes, there's this awful, awful presence of the enemy that comes in with him. So when that happens, it is so important for us to seek the Lord. It is so important for us to run to God. It is important for us to seek the will of God. Not everything is explicitly written in the Bible, like I said quite a number of times before. If every detail of how God led his people is written there, then the whole world did not contain it. So it's important for us to know that we look at a person's life and the, the pattern how they live. And we know from Elijah's life he never did anything without God telling him to do. Even for him to get up and go, even when the brook was drying up, he still stayed there until God told him to get up and go. So with him, when this threat came from the enemy which accompanied that fear, because that's how Satan is when he comes in. He comes in with a demonic presence. When the threat came from Je Jezebel, it was Satan speaking through Jezebel. So it's not like any ordinary person giving some kind of uh, uh, empty threat. It's not even about her. It's not even about Jezebel's power. It's the demon that spoke through her. It's a spirit, evil spirit. It's a murderous spirit. So this murderous spirit worked through Jezebel. And we see God bring up the spirit of Jezebel in Revelation. The murderous spirit, wicked spirit, vile spirit. And when that vile spirit, wicked spirit, came through this Jezebel, it's a, it's a demonic spirit that came fully knowing that God had some more things for Elijah to do. He wanted to shut those things down. He said, Elijah, you brought fire from heaven? What else can you do? What else are you going to do? I don't want to see you do anything else. I'm going to shut you down. I'm going to shut your ministry down. I'm going to shut your life down. Because you're alive, you're doing this. I'm going to shut you down. He knows that he can't fully do it. Do you know when can Satan really accomplish his will in the life of someone? When they give in to fear and they bow down to Satan. When they give in to fear and they 
take what the enemy has. That means, oh, I'm going to die. That's it. Oh, she's going to kill me. That's it. My life is over. That's it. When they give room for the enemy like that, then what will happen is we actually open the door for the devil to come in. Bring whatever Satan projected, whatever Satan willed, whatever he wanted to do. Elijah was not a man who walked by sight. Elijah was a man of faith. God has brought him in the New Testament as a character that exemplifies faith. So when Satan came with that fear, with a threat that carried that fear, murderous spirit, and came in to attack Elijah, Elijah would have definitely sought the Lord. He took that to God. He took that to God and he was led by God. Being led by God, he went because he was led by God. Where he went and he lay down, the angel of the Lord was sent by God because he was in the will of God. Very different from Jonah's life. Jonah ran away from the will of God and God had to send a storm and God had to rock his boat and God had to have these people throw him into the sea and God had to have a whale there to swallow him until he repented and committing himself to doing the will of God. He was sitting in that whale's body for three days and three nights. Only after he made up his mind to doing the will of God did the whale spit him out, commanded by God to get him out. To doing the will of God. All those things happened to place Jonah in the will of God. But Elijah was not like that. Elijah consulted God for everything. When this threat came, when this demon came, not just to take his life, but to take his call. Elijah sought the Lord and being led by the Lord he went to the wilderness he traveled one day's journey that far to the place where God wanted him to and lay down where God wanted him to and as he was in the will of God he was visited by an angel from heaven to strengthen him, to strengthen him physically, to nourish him. Let him have some more rest. Imagine you need a lot of rest. You worked so hard before that. Now you need rest. God gave him that rest. God gave him the food. Because the Lord knew that after giving him this heavenly food twice, He's going to be without food for 40 days and 40 nights. He's going to be fasting. He's going to be walking. But he's going to be doing all those things with the strength of God because he'll be doing the will of God. 
is the man of God who committed himself to doing the will of God and kept himself within the will of God. What a powerful, powerful man of God. So God provides everything for all those who would do the will of God. The angel coming and giving him the food is not an ordinary thing for the reward. God rewarded him for his faithfulness and for his obedience. God strengthened him. God kept that tree as a shade for him. Very different from Jonah's story. And God empowered him. And God led him from there to the mountain of God. And Elijah goes there with such confidence and joy to meet with the living God. But the moment he heard God's voice, he came up. God wanted to meet with him and he told him, Come Elijah. What a glorious relationship that is. The God sees him and he says, I know. I know. When he says, this is what Jacob wants to do, Lord. And I says, I know. I know. This is what I want you to do. That means, he says, she's nothing before me. Elijah, you have a lot more work to do. The angel of the Lord said that. God is saying this over here too. I have this, 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 and this to do. The angel of the Lord said, you have a long way to go, Elijah. And God says all the things that he needed to do. Jezebel was not a big deal to God. He didn't even acknowledge her. No mention of Jezebel in this instance. God will speak through this prophet later about what God was going to do. The death that came for Ahab and Jezebel was prophesied by Elijah when Naboth was murdered. But not here. Not here. When she makes a big scene, God doesn't even acknowledge her here. This is where God is. He says, let's get on with what we have to do here. I'm your boss. And he says, yes, Lord, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm here to meet with you to get your instructions. The angel of the Lord said, I have a long way to go. So I've come to meet with God Almighty. To ask him what I need to do. What else do you want me to do? 
Now that I know that, my work on Earth is not done yet. It's with such a marvelous victory at Mount Carmel, bringing fire from heaven, Elijah thought, my ministry is over. The purpose of my life is over. I showed these people that God is the Lord. And even after that, look what they're doing. My ministry is over. I finished what I had to do. Lord, I'll come to you. Take me. Take me. That was his initial prayer. But God led him very differently. So the answer to his prayer came through the angel. He said, Lord, take me. And the angel came and said, you have a long way to go. That means, it's not the time now, Elijah. This is not the time. You have a long way to go. Our God is a prayer answering God. And God is a prayer answering God. That's why you see in the book of James so beautifully the Holy Spirit has inscribed there. Elijah was a human being just like us, but when he prayed, his prayers were so powerful. His prayers were so powerful. Why? Because he was a righteous man. He prayed fervently. And he prayed earnestly. It was effective. He brought great results. Even when he said, Lord, I did what you've told me to do. And, and this is the result. After seeing fire from heaven, after seeing that you're the Lord, this is the result. These people are like this. This king is like this. His wife is like this. Now they're coming after me. Whom you've used to show yourself to this nation. Take me, Lord. I'll come to you. Not much is written here. You would definitely not wanted to go into the hands of this Jezebel who is a wicked woman like David said who is this uncircumcised Philistine it was not Elijah despairing for his life he was a man of God it made a huge difference He brought fire from heaven. What's going to happen after doing all of this if a woman comes and takes this life? That's not the way to end. So he says, Lord, you take me. You take me. I'll come. He had such confidence in the Lord. 
in his work for God. His conscience was so clear, he was ready to go. So clear, so clear that he was ready to go. Having done the will of God, he said, Lord, I'll come. This is what she's saying. I'll come to you. You take me. And the God who hears and the God who answers the prayers of this righteous people who pray fervently and earnestly, he answered so clearly to an angel. You have a long way to go. You have a long way to go. God loved him so much. He just didn't talk to him through a dream. He just didn't give him a vision. He sent his servant, his angel, who stands before him day and night, day and night. He sent that angel from heaven to give him food, to give him drink, and to give him the message of God. Not everything is written here again. It's very clear the Spirit of God had spoken to him. Much more than what's documented here. And that's why this man of God, this prophet of God, after he ate, he got up and he walked to the Mount of God. The very fact that God sent an angel to strengthen him and physically and give him that rest that he needed in the desert for him to find a tree and to be able to sleep there after such a long day of journey in the heat even for him to walk that long was the grace of God was the power of God that was working in this man of God without it he wouldn't have lasted that long Many people, when they hear news like this, their heart begins to fail. They won't have even the strength to go anywhere. It is filled with torment and anxiety and fear and not able to think right. Elijah was a man of God, was led by God Almighty. He had such strength from God. He was able to walk an entire day's journey, entire day in the wilderness. To come to the place where God wanted him to, to talk to God Almighty, to lay down there and rest. It's a beautiful example of prayer, what prayer is. The Bible says, don't be anxious about anything but in everything with prayer and supplications with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God and the peace of God that passed all understanding guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord this is Elijah's experience he came here and he told the Lord what the situation is 
He gave the situation to God and he lay down and went to sleep. Now laying awake and worrying and being anxious. No. He talked to God and he went to sleep. He had the strength of God to travel, to walk. He had the strength of God to pray. He had the strength of God to sleep. That's what faith is. He's a great man of faith. He told God and he went to sleep. God answered him. God sent him the angel. God gave him the food. He would have definitely known it was the Lord. Who else would keep food over there on top of a stove? Keeping it nice and warm with water. No one there. When he came, there was nothing there. Where did that food come from and where did the stove come from and where did the water come from? He knew that. I want to make a very important point here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Which is, this great man of God was so acquainted with God. He was led by God in such supernatural ways. It didn't shock him. This is not the first experience. Like I said before, I'll say it again. With everything that God has done, just for Elijah himself, if it would have written, there'll be volumes and volumes and volumes of books. Volumes and volumes. And all the things that God did through him, just like we read about Jesus, the whole world cannot contain. That's how big our God is. That's how much work God has for his people to do. That's how many different ways God leads them and provides for them. So Elijah was very accustomed to the supernatural way of living. Birds feeding him, angels feeding him, and all kinds of things happening, food multiplying. He was very accustomed to it. It's not like a shocking thing for him. Where did this come from? And Oh, wow, that means an angel came. Wow, an angel came to me. No, none of those things. He was so accustomed to it. He ate, he drank, and he went back to sleep. Full of peace, full of God's peace. He didn't say, well, I ate and drank, and now i got to run, and I can't stay here. I can't believe I fell asleep here. And No. He was not a man of fear. He was a man of faith. Led by God. Led by God. There are people, when they're full of fear, and they're very anxious and full of suspicion. After that, that's it. They won't even touch the food next to them. They say, I don't know. Just will put this on me to kill me. I don't know if this water is there. Just will put this on me to kill me. Everything will be just go after that. But Elijah's eyes were upon God. 
It's not about just Google, it's about God. He knew that. He's talked to God and nobody can touch him after that. Nobody. And he ate his food with faith, drank his water with faith, and he said, Nobody's gonna here, nobody's gonna touch me here. Whether it's Jezebel or anyone, and he went right back to sleep. He knew that the presence of God was there. He was a man who carried the presence of God. He was a man who talked to God and he knew that God has answered him. Supernatural way God fed him was not an extraordinary thing for him because he was a man of extraordinary faith and extraordinary character who walked with him, who walked with this extraordinary God, the maker of heaven and earth. That's why he was able to go back to sleep again. It's not like he escaped and he came over here from here. He escaped and he's full of fear running from place to place. No. No. The moment he heard Satan speak through Jezebel, the demonic spirit that came, he left that place by heeding to the voice of God and by faith he walked and he walked for one whole day through the power of God because he walked within the will of God and he walked by faith he came to the place where God wanted him to pause there and he lay down after talking to God he lay down with such peace and when the angel of the Lord was sent by God to feed him and to nourish him he ate the food and drank the water and he peacefully went back to sleep again. He said, I need more sleep. And he went back to sleep. He didn't get up and run. Praise be to God. The Lord said, my son needs sleep. He is going to walk again for a long time, a great distance. He needs to have rest. The supernatural God who gave the supernatural strength to his servant to walk for 40 days and 40 nights with the supernatural food having taken that. As a God of compassion as we heard yesterday or the day before. He didn't say, that, well, I'll just, give you so, I'll just give you this food. Why do you have to even sleep over here? You don't need any sleep. Just get on with your task and I'll just give you this food and let it carry you. No. 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 A God is a God of compassion. He said, you've walked this long, you need to rest. I know when to carry you, supernaturally. I know when to feed you with supernatural food but right now your body needs that rest and he gave Elijah that rest that he needed he sent to the angel to wake him up at the right time to feed him and to give him some more rest this is who our God is so it's very important to heed to the voice of the Holy Spirit even if when to rest, what to do, 
and to walk by faith and not by sight, and to have this confidence that he had. And, and this will only come when we walk with him. That's why he was so peaceful. In the midst of all of this, he was so peaceful. In the midst of all of this, he was able to sleep without waking every five minutes saying that who's coming, who's coming, who's coming. There are many people like that. And she gets a death threat. They can't sleep. They can't close their eyes or have all kinds of nightmares. But Elijah was led by the Spirit of God. He was a man of God. He was led by the Spirit of God. But even though a fearful thing came, a real threat came, with an initial darkness that came with those words, Elijah was a man of faith who overcame all of that. He took it to God and took God's direction and began his journey. Stopped when he had to. Slept when he had to. Ate when he had to. Walked to the mount of God when he had to. Praise be to God. May this word that God has given this morning in addition to what the Lord has spoken to us on Tuesday strengthen you. It's very important what God has spoken this morning. May it strengthen you. May it nourish you. May it encourage you to pursue God with faith, knowing that no one can touch you before your time. If you are bent on doing the will of God, God will keep you as long as you need to get his work done. God will feed you. God will strengthen you. He will care for you as long as your heart is faithful, loyal towards him. When you become an asset to God, God will do anything for you. You become faithful to God and do whatever God wants you to do. God will do whatever it takes to strengthen you, to comfort you, to provide for you, to talk to you, to show you His will, and to lead you into glory after doing His will. Praise be to God. Seeking God for His grace and His power, His strength to empower you. So that you too can live like Elijah. So that you too can follow the Lord like Elijah. So that you too can live a life above reproach. You too can live a life that would honor God and show to this world that our God is the Lord. You too can live like Elijah. You too can serve the Lord like Elijah. And you too can have a glorious end doing the will of God and, and going to God according to His will. So praise be to God. Before we pray, 
um, I'm going to um, ask Robin if she wants to share. Stanley texted saying that Robin's line was muted. He unmuted her. And if she tried um, to answer before, if she did, um, if she wants to, Robin, you can um, share um, what God spoke to you from this and how you're going to apply. If you're not able to, that's fine. I, I don't think she's here now. Okay. Okay. So we will pray. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute myself. We're going to pray. I see Carly. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, blessed Lord. Thank you, blessed Lord. Thank you, blessed Lord. How great is the sum of your thoughts toward me. They are more in number than the sand. It is the love of the Father. God lavished his love upon us. We send Jesus into this world to die for us so that we can live unto him who died for us and to live just like him he's given us the power Enoch walked with God he pleased God so much that God just took him without seeing death he just continued walking with God on this side of eternity he walked straight into the other side he was talking to God and he just walked Elijah was such a mighty man of God a man who walked with God so closely that he walked with God while he was on this side of eternity he walked with God and he went straight to the other side but God sent chariots of fire for him so he can just climb into it he can just be carried into the presence of God just carried away into the glorious realm of God man who walked with God who lived with God who lived for God he had no other ambition he had no other agenda all he wanted to do was to show the living God to the backslidden people of Israel he's lamenting 
in the presence of God, just lamenting that he's saying, Lord, these people, these people. I'm just seeing all of this. These people are like this, Lord. And then, the police got so much. God sent his angels to feed him. God sent the birds there to feed him. God did many, many more miracles and led him in miraculous ways, supernatural ways. We don't know of. We have no idea of. A man who lived with God, led by God, fed by God, who brought fire from the heaven at his voice. It was such a righteous voice. It was such a fervent voice. It was full of faith. He brought fire from heaven. Because he was able to stand there on Mount Carmel and say, Lord, I did everything you told me to do. Now answer me from heaven. And God answered him. And Jesus, that's what he said. My Father always hears me because I do that which pleases him. You want God to hear you? Do that which pleases him. Live to please him. Live to please him. Live to please him. Have faith enough to please him. Have enough faith to please him. Hallelujah. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you diligently seek him with faith, he will reward you. He will reward you. God will reward you. God will reward you. You diligently seek Him. Diligently seeking God is seeking God for who He is, minus any personal agenda. Seeking God is seeking God for who He is, minus any personal agenda. Seeking God is seeking God for who He is minus any personal agenda. I'm going to God and I'm seeking God. I'm reading so faithfully and I'm trying to do everything I can because I want to get a promotion. Let me tell you, you will get a promotion. You go to God for earthly needs and you follow God faithfully for that, you will get you'll get what you're asking for. But you won't get the master. You won't get the king of the universe. Elijah was not someone who went to God for his earthly gain. But he went after God for who he is. There's nothing wrong in asking God for our needs. Jesus would ask. God's word says, you have not received because you have not asked. It's a good thing to ask God. And God will answer us. God will give us what we ask. When we please Him. However, that shouldn't be the motive 
what we need to get shouldn't be the motive for our good behavior. God should give it to us because of our good behavior, because we love Him. Because we please Him for who He is. Whenever we ask Him, whatever we ask Him, God will give it to us. That's the right order. You love Him for who He is, then when you need something to glorify Him, when you need something to use for Him, you ask Him, He'll give it to you. More than you ask, imagine He'll give it to you. In a super abundant way, He will give it to you. But if you're going after Him for some earthly gain and you are seeking God, reading and praying and, and trying to do the right thing because you don't want to miss that blessing, then you will get the blessing. But the focus is off because you're not going after the blesser. You go after the blesser, seek him for who he is. Which means even if you don't get anything from him, you will still do the right thing. You will still seek his will. You will still wait on him. You will still obey him. To such people, anytime they open their mouth and they ask God, God will answer immediately. Because they are valuable in the sight of God. They are valuable to God. They are great in the sight of God. God values every human being, especially those who are his children, more than the birds of the air. Jesus said that. But then there are those who have laid down their lives for him and they are so in love with him. God is so much in love with them. And when they come, even before they can ask, God will say, what do you want? I'll give it to you. So it's like how King Ahasuerus looked at Esther and he just saw her. He said, I'll give you up to half my kingdom. What do you want? Because they're not pleasing him to get something. They're pleasing him because they love him. That's how Jesus was. That's how Elijah was. That's, that's how Danny was. That's how Joseph was. That's how John the Baptist was. That's how Apostle Paul was. That's how Abraham was. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Why do you pray? Why do you read? Why do you go to church? Why do you give to God? Why are you doing all these things? Is it because you really love Him? Or is it for some earthly gain? May it be because you love Him. May it be because you love Him. May it be because you love Him. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that you will touch people at this hour. 
from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet. May the Spirit of the Living God breathe His living breath upon them at this hour. Touch them, Father. Empower them in every way to stay focused on that which matters the most. Cover your people with your precious blood. May they be like Elijah, full of faith, full of humility, full of love, full of integrity, full of holiness. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you will turn every single person into people of great godly character who will be great in your sight, O Lord. Thank you, Father. After all, no one wants to run. At the end, realize that they ran in vain. Oh, Father, I pray. You will keep every single one here, O Lord, within the perfect will of the Father. That they may not run in vain. That they may run knowing that they're running within the will of God. O Father, their lives, O Lord, may bring great glory and honor to our great King. May the lives of the people may draw many to the Savior, just like how Elijah was used by God. I pray that you transform the lives of every single one who is here. They may become useful vessels in the hands of the living God. With this blessing, I bless your people with your Father. May your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless your people this morning with your blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may be people of great character. That they may be people full of priceless, precious faith. Immobile faith. That they may be people become God-centered, God-focused, God-led. With this blessing, a blessing with the Father. And I pray that you will do a deeper work in our church and magnify a great name. For this I ask, in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.